back. Thanks for tuning in. Just finished with Andrea Lucado, author of English Classes. English Classes. English Lessons. I just freaked out thinking about my old English classes. Well, you're also talking to like people who've gone to Cambridge and Boston College. So yes. you're under a little bit of pressure here, brother. Yes, a lot of pressure, especially these folks from Boston College. Dr. Peter Kreef, professor of philosophy at Boston College, author of Catholics and Protestants, What Can We Learn From Each Other? The widely read author and philosopher Peter Kreef presents a unique book that focuses on the important beliefs that Catholics and Protestants share in common. He says this book is inspired by Christ's high priestly prayer in the Gospel of John, that they may be one. Oh, you know what? There's. I just need to say this, Tim. <clears throat> when were you in Ireland? You were in Ireland, were you? Never. Oh, I thought you'd been. No, I've been to Scotland. Yes. So I was going to get into the whole Troubles thing, right? Yes. And the the fact that when the Pope visits there, it doesn't go over very well. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're a big U2 fan. Big U2 fan. And I did actually a course, a couple courses at university on Ireland and religion. And so troubles. do you, oh, you know what, why am I talking to you? I've got Peter, okay. Dr. Well, Peter yeah, Kreef on the phone. Agree. Hello, yeah. Dr. Kreef. Sorry to waste your time with that nonsense before your interview. How are you today, by the way? I am fine. I thought you were going to tell my joke about the truffles. No, no, tell, tell the joke. A man is walking down a dark street in Belfast during the troubles. Suddenly he feels a knife to his throat. A voice says, are you a Protestant or are you a Catholic? The man thinks there's only one way I can survive this. He says, I'm an atheist. The knife doesn't move. The voice says, ah, but are you a Protestant atheist or a Catholic atheist? <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Well, listen, uh, the first question I have for you is, do you think that we're out of the troubles, or will that ever be no. finally in our rearview mirror? No, 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 no. We're just beginning. The tide is just turning. We just barely detect it. But things are changing in the last 50 years, especially. You know, I was I was chatting with someone down in New York last week, and, and the, this phrase came out, You know, and you know what I'm talking about. This is one of the things that drives me the most bonkers is this. Are they a Christian? Well, they're a Catholic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 50 years ago, we thought each other was probably going to hell. Now we're not only respecting each other, but listening and learning from each other. There's progress. There's still troglodytes and dinosaurs around, though. Troglodytes <laughs> and dinosaurs, nice. So what's changed? What's been the difference? Is this the is it the sort of post-modernal kumbaya melting pot of spirituality that we're living in? No, it's more serious than that. We've uh, seriously listened to each other. We've sat down not to compromise, but to, to find what we have in common. And we find that we have a lot of substantive, substantial stuff in common, even in our differences, uh, especially on the, the core doctrine of the Reformation, namely justification by faith. Hmm. The uh, uh, joint statement on justification approved by the Vatican and the worldwide Lutheran bishops uh, has said that uh, that issue uh, is uh, uh, no longer uh, an issue. We're saying the same thing in different words. That's that's an amazing achievement. Well, I know that this book is really all about you know what we can learn from each other and what the common ground is. But can I just can I just go the other direction for a second? Yep. Uh, because sure. if they if they want to read the, what the common ground is, they can get your book. But 
But well, I think our conversation is going to take us to to、uh, to what you're talking about anyway. There are certain things in the Catholic Church that the you know. The the Protestant mind just cannot wrap its head around, and let's just, let's start with the obvious ones, right? Let's start with maybe something like、uh, transubstantiation. I was staying at a at a monastery in an island off the、uh, coast of the Western Sahara、uh, just a number of months ago, and I was writing, and I was hanging out with these、uh, these monks, and I went to a million services, and I breathed in so much incense that one day I thought I was going to have a stroke, and and.、Um, And you know transubstantiation. So for our listeners who don't understand what that is, let me see if I can slaughter it with a definition that a hockey player might put on it. It basically when they do communion, they do a little,、um, a little put a little voodoo on it or whatever, and they and they、uh, all of a sudden the, the body and the blood is actually the body and the blood of Christ, not a cracker, not juice or wine. Uh, bread or whatever—it's actually the body of Christ. It's actually the blood of Jesus. Did I do a horrible job explaining that? Well, yeah, you use the wrong pronoun. They don't do it; God does it. All、oh, right, okay.、Uh, Jesus right. did it himself at the Last Supper. Now, even among Protestants, there's a wide、uh, spectrum of beliefs about how Christ is present in the Eucharist, ranging from not at all to symbolic to subjective to. Really present, but not by transubstantiation. To consubstantiation, there's not just two views; there's many. But、uh, in some form or other,、uh, Christians have always believed that this is this is more than just something that we invented. It's something Jesus did. So what the, the problem I think many people have is they kind of put oh sorry not many people many evangelicals when they look at the Catholic Church、uh, they say well hold on why am I why do I need to talk to a priest why I, I mean. The priesthood of all believers is something I've read in the New Testament. So why do I need to confess to a priest? Why do we need to use a priest as a go-between? Are we past that? Well, that's a bit like saying、uh, God is my father. So why do I have to call my earthly father father?、Uh, and why should I call a priest father? It's not necessarily an either-or. It can be a both-and. We, we confess to each other. In fact, the Bible tells us、uh, confess our sins to each other, and we also confess to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also ask each other to pray for us. But we don't ask for forgiveness from somebody about our own sin if it's not having to do with them. It's not a. It's not a. No. A, it's not a.、Um, right. A spiritual forgiveness we seek from someone when we ask them forgiveness. That's right. That's right. And we're commanded to、uh, to ask for forgiveness both from God and from our neighbor because we offended both. Right. Are you okay? Well, let me just clear all this up so our listeners understand this, Doctor Peter Creek. By the way, by the way, the, the priest doesn't give you forgiveness. He announces God's forgiveness authoritatively. See, this is important stuff for people who, to know this because I think many people are thinking that. Well, have we not? Look, evangelicals have said it for years. Well, I'm not. I don't believe in the Catholic thing because you know、uh, the priest、uh, does all the forgiveness stuff, and that's that's not cool. And you're saying, well, that's actually not the way it goes down. Yeah, because God、uh, is not a micromanager. He he uses his subordinates to do his work. Um, so I want our listeners to understand what your background is. Are you a Catholic or are you a Protestant? <laughs> Neither a Protestant nor a Catholic atheist.、Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a Catholic. I am a Bible-believing, evangelical, missionary, charismatic Catholic. I'm sorry. Can you just say that one more time again? There, I got a little lost.、Uh, the whole package deal.、Uh, 
I think Catholics have the full gospel. I was born and brought up in a Protestant, evangelical, uh, Calvinist family, which I loved and, and, and was very grateful to. And I don't see myself as having left anything, but just added something. Rather like when a Jew becomes a Christian, he doesn't lose his Judaism. He says, now I'm a fulfilled Jew. So I think I'm more evangelical now as a Catholic than I ever was as a Protestant. You know, so why do you think that there has been this... I don't know. There seems to be a shift, uh, at least in the circles that I've been running in, where people are giving far more uh, credence to to Catholic scholars and Catholic authors. And I'm talking about within the Protestants. So the Protestant mm-hmm. Protestant Jesus people that I've been hanging out with seem to be loving the Catholic stuff a heck of a lot more these days. Um, mm-hmm. Is it because we're tired of the of the candy coated Joel Osteen stuff, or what is it? Well, I think candy-coated stuff gets tired to everybody eventually. But I think we're, we're getting more serious. We're realizing that we're losing the culture, that we're living in a post-Christian culture, and that our common enemies, uh, the atheists and the secularists, are much more important than each other. So we're, we're putting our brother-to-brother quarrels on hold uh, and, and facing the, uh, the real enemy. But isn't it a pipe dream? I mean, really, there's no way that we're ever going to be linked arm in arm and, and again, singing kumbaya with each other, uh, the, the Catholics and the Protestants, because um, to do so would require one group to water down their, their basic doctrine uh, substantially, would it not? No. No. No, it would not. That's, that's not a solution for anything. Uh, truth is one thing you can't possibly compromise. Hey, for 1,500 years where we were together, it has been. Not only can it be done, it has been done. And when Christ comes again, he is not going to marry a harem. He is not going to marry churches in the plural. His bride is one. Who is causing the most damage to this relationship these days between the Protestants and the and the Catholics? Oh, that, the answer to that question is very easy. The devil's doing it. Oh, come on. I mean, you know what I mean. I, I get the devil's behind everything. I grew up watching Flip Wilson. I know the devil made me do it. <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, uh, are, is there a particular denomination that you might like to hold their feet to the fire on a little more than others? Well, there are fundamentalist Catholics and fundamentalist Protestants who hate each other. And there are very liberal Protestants and very liberal Catholics who just want to sing Kumbaya and not think. Uh, and then there are serious Protestants and serious Catholics who are listening to each other and respecting each other and learning from each other. You know what? I just realized we glazed over your uh, your conversion story, your, your jumping, sh- not your conversion story, but your jumping ship story. To go from a Calvinist to a Catholic, that must be fascinating. Can you give us the Coles notes? Well, the, uh, the skinny, the bottom line is uh, I didn't want to become a Catholic. I didn't know any Catholics. Uh, I uh, studied some church history and realized the Catholics claim to be the church that Christ founded. Uh, if that's false, that's uh, really arrogant. If it's true, it's fairly important. So I just read the Church Fathers trying to show myself how Protestant they were and came to the opposite conclusion. Wow. You're kind of like, uh, who did that? Uh, who's the guy, Lee Strobel, who would set out to prove the Bible wrong as an atheist and ended up becoming a Christian? That, uh, it sounds similar to that story. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a, a, a conversion by truth. I mean, here, here's the fact. Uh, Jesus founded a church. The church uh, was 
continuous throughout the centuries, taught the same thing, uh, gradually developed doctrines, uh, and here it is. It's, uh, it's called the Catholic Church, the universal church. Catholic means universal. We are on the phone with Dr. Peter Kreeft, and he is... By the way, I'm saying your name right, am I not? Well, uh, that's the American way of doing it. The Dutch is crayfish, like crayfish. It means lobster. It means lobster? Yep, and since Peter means rock, I'm a rock lobster. (laughs) (laughs) No way! You did not just drop that on us. That's hilarious. Not except speaking engagements from cannibals. (laughs) You are just a riot. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen, speaking of the Camino, have you done that? Because you're a Catholic. You're supposed to, aren't you? Uh, it's an option. No, I've never been there. Any desire? Yeah, someday. <laughs> Same with the Holy Land. I haven't been there either. Well, then you can't be a real Christian. Come on. Um, who who in the Catholic Church would you say has, oh, I don't know why I word this, opened the doors to more authentic spirituality as opposed to um, rites, rituals, and religion? Mother Teresa. She's probably responsible for more conversions than anybody else in the 20th century. Uh, and anybody who's a fool sees her as a saint. And she emphasizes the things that have to be emphasized, the basics, the, uh, the hard stuff. Man. Uh, the Dark Night of the Soul that she wrote about, um, did that have any impact on you? Well, uh, yeah, we all go through that. That's not just for saints and mystics. Uh, God uh, usually gives us a, a honeymoon and then comes the marriage. And uh, he doesn't want to get us addicted to uh, feelings and great religious experiences, so he brings us through something of a dark night of soul all the time, because love is essentially an act of will, not a feeling. You know, it's interesting. I, I figured a Calvinist would say that. Um, <laughs> but that's your background. That's your hardwiring. That's who you are. You know there's an awful lot of Christians out there that that feel God every day, and they feel close to God every day, and they feel the Lord showing up in great and almighty ways every day. And those uh, people I want to smack, because I don't understand that. <laughs> well, I can't make judgments. Maybe there are some authentic ones, but I suspect that if you feel good every day, your feeling is kind of shallow. <laughs> Deep down, they're really shallow. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound judgmental. <laughs> um, Boston College. Uh, you've been there how long now, Dr. Crave? Oh, since the Jurassic Age, I think. Since <laughs> 1965. It's, it's, uh, it's Catholic enough to feel like home, and it's pagan enough to be a mission field, so it's a great combination. That's just brilliant. You know who I miss, and, I, and this is going to sound horrible, because as I'm explaining him, I can't remember his name, a uh, philosophy professor in California who just died last year, Christian guy. Oh, Dallas Willard? Yes, Dallas Willard. It wasn't last year. It was a couple great, years ago. Was great it? man. Truly great man. Yeah. What a, and you know what? I was? Uh, I went down to visit him, and we had a chat in his classroom one day, and just a gentle, gentle soul. Uh, you know, we say things like that about people who have died, but when he was living, he was a gentle soul. Well, when the Catholic Church starts canonizing Protestants, I'll, uh, I'll opt for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Is there anything that would make you? Is there anything that would make you uh, question your Catholicism? Do you have it all wrapped up and got a little bow on it, and it's all neat and tidy? No. Uh, if 
just as if they discovered the bones of the dead Jesus in some tomb in, in Israel next year, Christianity would be dead in the water. So if they discovered that uh, uh, there is no such thing as apostolic succession, and uh, uh, the Pope is not only uh, uh, wicked, but, uh, but a heretic, and, and the dogmas that he defined are, are, are not true, well, then, you know, truth trumps everything, of course. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure this this uh, endorsement on the back of your book is actually going to help. I want to read this. No one has taught me more about what healthy ecumenism looks like than the brilliant and eloquent Peter Kreeft. He has been an inspiration to me on the happy and vital connections between serious Catholic and evangelical faith. That's by a guy named Eric Metaxas. Eric has been a regular on our show, and he's an irregular person. So I don't. I'm not sure that helps the cause here. All, all, all Christians are supposed to be irregular persons. <laughs> you have so it's many quick lines. So many quick lines. Okay, finally, uh, look, we've got a, uh, and I I appreciate the succinct way you have tied this, this you know, uh, journey together of Catholics and Protestants. You've tidied this up uh, uh, nice, and that's that's an unfair way to, of saying it. It's not, not tidy, it's not clean. But you've you've succinctly put it into this book, and I it's just a, a brilliant read. Catholics and Protestants, what we can learn from each other. We we've got to go out talking about the latest Pope. Um, is he as good as everyone seems to think, or should we wait for the other shoe to drop? Oh, I think he's good. I don't think he's very bright. Uh, I mean, he, he's a new Saint Francis. Uh, God gave us two brilliant intellectuals, and now God gives us a simple saint. Uh, don't worry too much about his loose lips. Uh, exactness of, of, of language is not his forte, but, but love is. Oh, that is a... Okay, I'm sticking with that. You're just like a walking bumper sticker. If I could say a, just an eighth of what you have said today, I would be a better human being. What a pleasure to have you back on our show again. It, it always is a treat, and Dr. Peter Kreeft, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. God bless you. You as well. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye. The website is peterkreeft.com. Peter, K-R-E-E-F-T, peterkreeft.com. He is professor of uh, philosophy at Boston College. Imagine sitting in one of his classes. I would just bust out laughing all the time. Author of Catholics and Protestants, What Can We Learn From Each Other? Dr. Peter Kreeft.